greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where usually three bras discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and today with me again on this geeky journey is my closest friend, Katie. What's going on? Good evening. Happy holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Hawkeye episode dropping day, kids. Yes. We're going to have some fun Christmas in the Marvel universe. I'm loving it. That's canon for sure now. We know it's Christmas. (laughs) We can officially say Christmas happens in Marvel, which we already knew that, but still nice to have confirmation on it. But Katie, we're going to have some fun today. Uh, Chrissy will be back, guys. She's just on a little vacation obviously you know december we all like family and friends and hanging out but she'll be back we'll be discussing uh hawkeye and maybe obviously some other stuff we know spider-man no way home is rapidly approaching it's uh as we record it is literally eight days nine days away i don't even know i'm freaking excited katie what about you yeah i i had a freak out moment today i thought that it would because i'm going to see it on thursday and I thought that was tomorrow, Thursday. And I was like, wait a second. I need to get a babysitter. <laughs> and now it's next Thursday. So now you're good. <laughs> Look at that. Eventually. I have time. <laughs> right. you, have to, you have time. You have time to figure that out. But yeah. Uh, so Hawkeye Kids, four episodes have come out. Fabulous stuff. We're going to deep dive into it. So Katie, I'm going to throw it to you first, ma'am, because... We were talking a little bit off air, but now we're we're going to dive deep into it. I want to know what your overall thoughts are on these first four episodes. What has stood out to you? Any moments that stood out with you? How do you like the flow of the show? What has grabbed you about the show and how much are you enjoying it like I am? You know, I am enjoying just the marvel of it all. You know what I mean? Like I can turn my brain off and still catch everything and still, you know, not have to think a whole heck of a lot. Um, And that's not to, that's not to like besmirch the show in any way. Right. It's just, it's, it's not deep, right? It's fun. No, it's not deep. There, I mean, Clint is, Clint is dealing with trauma. But there's not those big heavy themes are not there as much. There's emotional and, stuff, but right, it's not. Yeah, it's not Wanda or Hawk or uh, Falcon mm-hmm. Winter Soldier or um, you know Loki heavy. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, it it's definitely just I'm I'm letting it happen and I'm just letting myself enjoy it. And it and you know the action stuff has been really fun. That's one of the things like. You know me, I take notes every episode, even on stuff that, you know, is a little fluffy. But um, the the action choreography and the fight choreography has been outstanding for this show. I'm really enjoying watching that unfold and just the effects of, of the, the bow and um, and all of those kinds of things. The the performances are really good. I feel like everyone is doing a really great job on you know all of, on their characters. I'm, I'm really enjoying H- Haley Stent Stenfield. Is that how you say it? I don't know. No. I'm asking Steinfeld. the wrong person on how to Stein, yeah, Steinfeld. Steinfeld, yeah. Steinfeld. Yeah. Okay. It's um, almost like Steinfeld, anyway. but it's Stein. Almost. Yeah. 
Steinfeld. Yeah, you're definitely. I've I enjoy her. Yeah, I've enjoyed her in, in other stuff anyway. Um, but seeing her in this is is fun. I think she's nailing it as like I want to help. I know everything, Katie Bishop. You know, <laughs> I think she's really doing a good job. Um, but yeah, it's watching. I'm I'm I I want to know. I want to know the secret. I want to know about the tracksuit mafia and what is going on with them. I want to know, you know, is, is Jack a bigger part of things? Um, I immediately hated him. I wrote down, I know we're supposed to, but I wrote down, um, ew, we hate Jack. Is what I, wrote down <laughs> on episode one I love it. I because love it. I don't, his, everything about him is just, ugh. and, uh, it's supposed to be he's he's a bad guy (laughs) so um anyway it's it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch and uh yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it and it's there's nothing too terribly deep to it and that's okay and setting it against the backdrop of Christmas just makes it even more I love it yeah lighthearted and silly a little bit it, it, we've talked about it before Hawkeye came out was that it gave all three of us, even Chrissy said too, that gave us that kind of diehard vibes where it was like going to be more action adventure, silliness, but in a Marvel sort of way. And it, it has lived, I think up to that type of billing for me personally. And I have enjoyed the hell out of this show. So before I before I kind of dive into too deep, I have the first episode was called Never Meet Your Heroes, and it was directed by Rias Thomas, and that was it was fantastic, great opener. I love the opener very yes. very much. Obviously, with the opener, we got a two parter. It came out two episodes. So uh, Rias Thomas directed the second episode, which was called Hide and Seek. And then episode three was called Echoes, and that was directed by Bert and Bertie. Wow. I'm going to deep dive into that episode because that was... Loved that one. I think that was my favorite. That was amazing. That was amazing. And then this past episode that came out, episode four, that actually just dropped today as we were recording, it's called Partners. Am I right? Bert and Bertie directed that one as well. So, I again, I think... The writing, uh, we had Jonathan Igla for episode one. We had Elise uh, Clement for episode two. We had Katie Mathewson and Tanner Bean for episode three. We had Heather Quinn and Aaron uh, Casino for episode four. The writing has been really good. I love the writing. The directing has been, I think, spectacular. It feels movie-esque at times with the shots. It just it's just a very awesome Marvel show, like you're saying, Katie, in a Christmas setting. Like it's just perfect. You know, I mean, in episode one, we saw the Rogers uh some of the Rogers play. Hilarious. Like I want it. <laughs> I want it to happen. I don't even care. <laughs> it was I mean, it was funny, right? But you juxtapose like seeing that play as Hawkeye. I mean, it was hilarious, right? How ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's, it's it was just ridiculous silliness, right? So I loved all that. 
you know, in, in the first episode, it was just good. It was a good setup. You meet Katie Bishop, who's a wonderful character. Haley Steinfeld. God, I'm so glad. Again, casting Marvel does it so well. They know how to cast so well. Again, we'll we'll deep dive into these, into the characters in a little bit. But, you know, again, just overall thoughts, like the first four episodes are really, really good. There's just some really amazing shots that happened in in all the episodes. The one that really sticks out to my mind is obviously in episode three and echoes when they're in the car and it's like a one shot seemingly looks like a one shot for like pretty decent amount of time in a car when it's like going around the car. Yes. Man, that was amazing, right? Like that was uh, yeah. so good. I can't so good. wait for the behind the scenes. Like for, I hope that they do a very significant <laughs> deep dive into that because even like looking through the window, I mean, they at one point they drove by a U-Haul place and I was like, that's U-Haul. Like they didn't cover up that logo. <laughs> yeah. It was just so like real, you know, in a way that, that Marvel sometimes isn't. It feels like, yes, that's New York, but it doesn't feel like it's a New York that people actually live in existence. You know what I mean? But right, right. that that scene, like th- those were streets that people could recognize and places that people could recognize. It's just, I want to know how they did it. <laughs> it looks really cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the making of or whatever they call these, like behind the scenes stuff, because... All three of them, Wanda's been, WandaVision one, the Loki one, the um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Really cool. And I, yeah, I, I hope they deep dive into that car, that car chase stuff. Because again, that car chase, like beyond that great one shot, like just the whole sequence was really good. Like not just that, like I said, not that particular shot was amazing, but the entire sequence, like. From them going to the bridge, jumping off the bridge, and all the shenanigans with the arrows was fantastic. Like, it was really, really good. Like, I think episode three really, I think, set a good tone after the opener of setting up, you know, these two characters, what's kind of going on, the backstories of, you know, Kate's mom, and, you know, the, the and, and we'll dive, uh, we'll talk about this later, but like the, the, the flashbacks we've had so far in the show have been really good. So there's just a lot, there's just a lot to take in and then just the moments. And then obviously today, today's episode, I mean, obviously this isn't dropping, this is probably dropping sometime uh, next week early, but if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, Yelena shows up kids and she shows up to play. Not big time, not messing around. And I was fist pumping at like 6am in the morning when I (laughs) finally was watching it. And there was that moment of like, oh, crap, like Maya's fighting, you know, Kate, who's fighting Clint. And then it all started clicking. And then when she used that Black Widow, like, wrist guard thing, man, I was like, yep, that's her. That's her, man. And then the reveal was fantastic. So this is setting up so much. And then, I mean, we'll talk about this, too. Deep dive it in a little bit. But Uncle, Maya Lopez's uncle. Yo, Vinny D's coming back, guys. <laughs> Dude. Vinny D's Dude. coming back. Dude. I cannot when wait. She, when it, yeah, when 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 little Maya got her cheek pinched, I was like, oh, who is that? <laughs> I had a squeal moment in my in my bedroom while I was watching it. It ooh, I'm ready. I'm ready for him. I and then that's off of the heels 
real quick of Kevin Feige coming out and saying in an interview uh, on, I think it was Cineblend, if Daredevil shows up, he said, Charlie Cox is playing him. That, 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 God, I love Charlie Cox so much. That is confirmed, kids. Kevin Feige. This isn't just some random, you know, tweet. Kevin Feige, kids. Kevin Feige said, when, when Daredevil shows up, Charlie Cox is playing him. Guys, we are getting Charlie Cox's Daredevil, and we're, I'm calling it, let's just not, let's not, Vinny, Vincent D'Onofrio, nope. Coming back as Kingpin. Kids, we are Ready. winning. We are <laughs> winning the Marvel Wars. Absolutely so winning. I can't wait. <laughs> like, Ugh. and then again, again, if you haven't seen Daredevil, I've seen bits and pieces. Like, it's good stuff. And obviously, I, I have to I have to finish it because I, I never finished it. But wow. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people loved that show and were very bummed that it got canceled off of Netflix. So this this is going to be great. I mean, they're, they are setting some really good stuff in this show, you know, that is going to continue in probably the Echo series, which, hello, Maya Lopez is my new favorite character. Wowzy. Yeah. Wowzies. Great. Yeah, she's killing it. Great, great actress. Love mm-hmm. that she actually is, you know, uh, of the deaf community. Mm-hmm. Silent, all of it, all of it. And then to come to find out that the little Maya that played her was the big Maya's cousin. That's why they, like, literally, I was, like, blown away. I was like, God, how did they find somebody that literally <laughs> looks like her? Like, literally. Yeah. And come to find out it was, like, her cousin. Like, that was just... That's so cool. That's a nice touch by Marvel, though, right? Like, you didn't have to go that deep with it, but you did. You did for, like, kind of continuity purposes, right? To, like, really make it look good. And, man, did they make it look good with all that. You know? I agree. I got to tell you, you know, talking, you brought up the the Netflix series. And one thing that I noticed, and I've, I've noticed it as a through line through all four of these episodes, the color in this show and the the i guess the the treatment that they've given it just artistically the contrast is set like super high so the colors are like super rich and then the shadows are really dark and that reminds me of the netflix mcu stuff i through daredevil through jessica jones those are the only two i've seen i haven't seen others (laughs) no right i i yeah i know those shows yeah right yeah but yeah one one of these days i'll i'll be seeing luke cage probably not it's probably not iron fist yeah (laughs) probably not iron fist but um yeah that's one thing that i that i noticed was that they really kind of leaned into that a little bit more of that aesthetic and more of that like it feels like a graphic novel it feels like a little bit more like a comic book. It's you know? very underground. And that was right. Very like an underground. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. I'm that's something that I noticed. And then, you know, having these little hints of these tie-ins potentially. <laughs> it just makes it makes it that much more fun. Yeah. It's and again, if you if you're not familiar with the comic, and I, I can't remember the exact comic 
series book or whatever it was, but there obviously is a comic book based off based off the show that they're they are following pretty pretty well, and it's obviously the story of when Hawkeye and Kate Bishop meet and everything like that. There's a lot of a lot of same beats and everything from the comic book if you if you've read it. I have not read it, but obviously listening to other people that have and watching their content and their reactions, you learn that they have they're really staying true to the to that comic run of of these two meeting. And it, it's very cool, in my opinion, that as, you know, somebody that for the people that have read that comic, that they're seeing it kind of come to life, which is awesome. Like that's so cool. And then obviously that's why Again, when when we're talking about Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin, the reason we say that is because in the comic book, Maya's dad was connected to Kingpin. Like that's that is considered her uncle. In the comic book, he actually is the one that kills Maya's dad. But now obviously they changed that to be Clint, Ronan, or so we think. Question mark? We'll talk about that. I'm going to save that for later, kids. That's a tease for for a future conversation in a little bit. But yeah, my overall last overall thoughts, Katie. Before we kind of go deep dive into maybe these characters, anything else you got? No, let's go. Let's deep dive. Okay, so let's talk about Clint and and Kate Bishop because this is the buddy cop show I wanted, and it's working out beautifully. (laughs) Like it's just. It's nailing it. Haley and Jeremy are doing so well together. Like the chemistry is great. It fits. It feels natural. It's so good. I love how emotional this show is, though, when it comes to Clint and his character. Like you can tell he is he is he is not he is still messed up. Rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Because he is. Yeah, he's he's been through a lot. Yeah. And he's definitely kind of projecting some of that onto onto Kate yeah. too. Oh, a hundred percent, right? Like his yeah. emotions and like his P, you know, PTSD. Let's just—I mean, that's what it seems like to me that he's going through. You know, it is lending himself to be kind of that standoffish role model that he thinks he is to start with, anyway. You know, but obviously in the beginning of episode one, which was a great scene of Kate back in 2012, her and her mom and dad living in a uh, penthouse in New York. And that's when the attack happens. Man, to get that perspective was so cool. And then it was really cool. It was so well done. And, you know, her scene, Hawkeye, and we see the shot of him like jumping off the roof and then doing and swinging. It was great. Like that was perfect. And and then that gave you the understanding of what her mindset was and that she wanted to be a, a person that protects her family and a person that protects herself. And so then I love that whole beginning montage too, after that of seeing her, like, obviously she tells her mom, you know, I want a bow and arrow. So then we, you know, you see in the beginning, like, um, animated, like montage of her doing archery, doing, uh, some type of like martial arts and doing gymnastics and all this stuff. So like you see that she's been training for since like she was like 10, even, even younger, because when you go to that scene of her eavesdropping of her parents, 
she already had trophies of of things. So like she this isn't just one of those she woke up and was just like awesome. She, they 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 set the stage to where this is something that she has been working for basically since she was a kid. Yeah, but but if you didn't see it, Lauren, did it really happen? Well, then? yeah, I don't want to talk about <laughs> that person that believes that. But anyway, I won't even mention their name because it doesn't matter. Oh, but- it's called exposition, people. <laughs> it's called not every female character is a Mary Sue. So let's continue this conversation. So, you know, I, I that whole opening scene of her and then, you know, we flash forward to her in college, which... I love that they the the whole bell is from um the guy in Iron Man One. I'm losing his name now, but that's the the building was named off of, was named after him. Obadiah Obadiah Stane. Yeah, Obadiah. Yeah. So obviously nobody knows that Obadiah was the guy in the big giant suit that Iron Man was fighting. Because in Iron Man One, that obviously made it act like he like his his private jet like you know crashed or whatever. So, like, people still think of him as, like, a role model, so they have this building name after him, which is, I think it's kind of funny. And obviously the bell tower is in that building, and that's the building, and that's the bell tower that Kate brings down, which was really awesome, and I love that. I love that scene. And then, again, just how how she comes across the Ronin suit with all the shady shit her mom's doing, who we'll talk about in a little bit, too. You know, it's very interesting, kind of, her journey from, like, being this kid in college and, you know, obviously in the position of being an heir to this Bishop security job, you know, what her mom runs. It's, it's interesting that how quick that changed for her, but how she was so ready for it. Like she told Clint in this last episode, she's like, I know the risk, but I'm still here. Like I, that's, I want to do this. This is, you know, don't shut me out. So you see that growth you know, in these first four episodes. And I, it's such a great, it's a good journey so far. She's a great addition as an Avenger, as, you know, obviously assuming a young Avenger or an Avenger moving forward. We'll figure that all out. But then, you know, again, to, to, to go back to kind of Clint a little bit, but yeah, his emotional stuff is, is deep, isn't it, Katie? Like his, whew, PTSD, as we were talking about earlier, you know, yeah. it's that. Anytime Natasha is brought up, you're just like, ugh. It hurts. Yeah. Doesn't it hurt? Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah, it does. And I mean, it hurts for fans too, right? Because she's gone. She's not coming back. Um, And I think that for him, you know, like I said earlier, I think that he is, It's this is another young go-getter who is very good at what she's trying to do. And he is scared for her. You know, I mean, there's, there, there's, of course, naturally a, a father-daughter dynamic. And, but at the same time, you know, he's projecting just all of the experiences that he had with Natasha onto her too. And like wanting genuinely, you know, as much as he talks, he genuinely is wanting to protect her and wanting to make sure that she does not get into deep with all of this stuff. So deep that she can't get back out again. Yeah, no, that's a good point about keeping her safe, you know, because I I think, you know, through this last episode, I think he realized, obviously, with Yelena in the picture now, you know, and not to mention, obviously, Maya's still in the picture. Like, he he knows and understands the stakes are high. 
he knows the danger because he's been through it for the past how many years, right? To Kate, maybe she, again, she's so young, maybe she doesn't understand the implications of a lot of things, right? Because she just, you know, she just wants to be like him, but she doesn't understand what that, and he keeps trying to tell her throughout the these first four episodes. Listen, it's a hard road. This is not an easy road being what I am, man. I, you know, it it takes risk. It takes, you know, a lot of heart and you're going to get hurt. You're going to take loss. Like he's been trying to tell her that, but to her credit, she's like, I don't care. I want to do this. This is my journey. I want to be a part of it. And I want you to help me through that journey. So, you know, and I think we'll get that, right? We'll get to the point where obviously he he accepts the, the role of mentor. Like, I think we've seen that, right? We've seen it in bits and pieces, but I think he'll eventually fully, fully just embrace the, you know, mentor-mentee relationship more, I think, as we get, as we move forward. But these two are great, right? Like the the relationship between them is hilarious. She's just very brash and he's just very like matter of fact. Like this is what she's how we're a doing. fan girl. Yes. Yes. She, she has so... no chill, as she as no. he said. As he said in this last episode. No. You know? It's it's really funny. You know, and, and those those moments when his hearing aid was broken and he couldn't hear her, or um and then also like when he uh, intentionally had it turned down um it's so funny because she, she's just talking she's just talking the whole time and he's nothing he's getting nothing and it, it's just you know it, it again it's like just showing their relationship and it, that that kind of father-daughter a little bit dynamic um it's really fun to watch she's she's older than 22 but she's doing she's doing she's playing really 22 well. right, right 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 it's yeah, it's really cool to see again that that aspect of him too, like having his hearing loss. Again, that's in the comic book, so they're again they're following it pretty well. So it's very cool for for fans of that comic because it's a very popular like comic comic book run. It's fun to see that they are following it pretty good, pretty well so far. Doing some twists, right? Obviously, Maya's dad wasn't killed by Kingpin. We're involving Ronan again. We'll get to that in a second. But it's it's cool to see, and I'm I'm happy to see the fans that have really you know embraced that series, see it on film, like see it on screen, and it's it's just wonderful to see. Now again, Ronan, we know that her mom is doing some shady stuff, and we'll get to her in a minute. Obviously, she finds this like very black market uh, auction going on. That's where she finds the Ronin suit and the sword, which her mom's fiance, Jack, who was in the comic book, the swordsman, who was actually a mentor to Hawkeye in the, in the comic, but that doesn't seem like they're going that angle in the show. But she finds all the gear. She puts it on, trying to fight off the tracksuit mafia. And she gets caught in the middle of it was un, unbeknownst to her of what Ronan was and not really fully understanding, you know, so that's how Clint gets involved, obviously, because he sees somebody in his old suit running around like a ninja, saving a dog, which shout out to Pizza Dog, the cutest dog ever. We stand that boy. He he, he can have all the pizza and all the Cheez-Its 
He is such a good boy. <laughs> he's he's the best. He's the best. His little permanent wink kills me <laughs> every time. <laughs> and then the little I don't know if you saw the one of the um, end credits animations was had him in it, and I the animated version of him is just as cute. <laughs> we stand. We, we do. do. We stand. We love a we love a animal. Yeah. In the show. Yeah. <laughs> Right. He's so adorable, too. But again, like just the how. How she gets involved now, and then obviously her mom, Eleanor. So I want let's let's move to Eleanor and Jack. Her mom, I'm going to call it right now. Her mom killed her dad in the beginning of episode one. I I am calling it right now, kids. It wasn't the building fall on him. It wasn't. Nope. Eleanor did that i am calling it now that's gonna be the big big like i think something that kate's gonna have to deal with because i i initially thought that maybe her finding out that her her hero was ronan i thought that was gonna be a big thing doesn't turn out to be right because she figured it out she figured it out and called him on it in this past episode she was like you're ronan like but she tried to spin it to where he was doing it to protect people, but he was like, I was doing it not to protect people, dude. I was doing it because it was a job and I was doing my job the way I thought I was supposed to do it. I wasn't doing it to protect people. So for her to just kind of like look at him and say, it's like, basically, you know, I don't care that you did that. Like I, I know that in your heart you did it to protect people. Like I thought, again, I thought her finding that out was going to be big. But I think what's really going to be the big, like, oh, crap moment for Kate is find out how deep and how deceitful and how shady her mom is. And that she is the one that actually killed her dad. I, I'm calling it right now. That's going to be something that is figured out. Man. Your thoughts, Katie? That's, a, hey, that's a big one. I love, um, God, what is this actress's name? Vera Farminga. I'm sure yes. I'm butchering the pronunciation of that, but as a horror fan, she's in a lot of, she's in the Conjuring's um, series and uh, I enjoy her quite a bit. So seeing her, I had to like double take for a second. I was like, is that really her? And her look is just a little different um, now in this show. So yeah, there's something, there's something off about her. I mean, you met, you meet Jack, right? And immediately, ew, gross, hate him her it's very subtle it's very um i don't i i can't quite put my finger on it but there's right definitely yeah there's something i mean obviously the whole thing with armand and you know why why is he yelling at you mom why is he threatening you did he just threaten you you know and and she plays it off like it's no big deal yeah like it's no big deal come on now it's it's very interesting um what if she is tied in with Kingpin? I'll tell you who I think she's tied into, but go ahead, continue. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, no, who? So here's my here's my theory. I think who she called it wasn't Kingpin. I think it was either Yelena herself, or I think it was Val. I think that's her powerful friend ah. that Orman, the whatever he is, the second or whatever, was saying that you have powerful friends, so do I. I think Armand's powerful friend was Kingpin. I think her powerful friend is uh, Contessa and or Yelena. 
Because I find it very interesting that when Yelena was fighting, obviously she was fighting Hawkeye because that's who she was assigned to by Val at the end of Black Widow. But then when when her mask came off and she looked at Katie or Kate, she shook her head like, don't do it. Like, I feel like if Yelena wanted to take her out, she could have. But it's like she did it because she knows maybe that Kate is Eleanor's mom. Thus, she obviously didn't want to hurt her because Eleanor doesn't want Kate hurt in anything. Right. That's my theory. Now, I wouldn't put it past that she's connected to Kingpin. But I think there's a rift between those two. And that's why Kingpin sent his tracksuit people into that black auction that, again, I think Eleanor orchestrated. Jack went to to get the sword because he's a sword collector. I still think Jack's shady as hell, too. But I think he's shady maybe in more of the organized crime way. Like as we, because as we know, we found out he is the CEO of some, you know, janky uh, fake company. Yeah, shell company. That is running the tracksuit. So, again, maybe because Armand's, or uh, Jack's, I think Jack's uncle was Armand. Armand wasn't happy that Jack was dating her. Like, he mm-hmm. remember that in the first episode? Yeah, yeah. So, again, that's where I think that, like, maybe Eleanor is kind of pushing on turf that she shouldn't be. Thus, the tracksuit people are, you know, engaging in her territory. And, again, maybe maybe Jack's playing her. Maybe Jack's using Eleanor to get what he wants. Because, again... Jack is no fool. He's acting like a fool. He's not a fool. In my opinion, I think, you know, he's playing this goofy, like, oh, I don't know how to say those, you know, act, you know those phrases or whatever. Bullshit, Jack. Bullshit. I think you know way more than what you are leading to believe. And there's a reason why he wanted the Ronin sword. Maybe we'll figure that out as these next two episodes come out. But both of those characters, Eleanor and Jack, shady as hell. I think Eleanor is way more shady, though. It, it Obviously, any more thoughts on those two? Because, whew. No, no, I, I hate them together, though. I think they're gross. <laughs> well, what do you think about that, of that scene in today's episode? Yeah, when, they, when he that? was, like, singing the wrong lyrics to the song and um, and he got her up to dance. Right. I know. And Kate Bishop was kind of like, oh, look at my mom. She's in love. But no, girl, right. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I, it felt, it felt, it felt kind of forced. Right. Yeah. Right. It felt like, it felt like Eleanor was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play this part real quick. You know? That's why I think that they're using each other. Like, yes. To, to gain whatever they need to gain. And they're okay with that. Right. Like, and then again, I again, this is why Eleanor is super sus to me because her, you know, obviously talking to Hawkeye, leaving when she was leading him out of the apartment, throws Natasha's name at him. Like, A, how do you know her? How do you know about her? Suspect one. Right? Uh, suspect two issue is you trying to, like, you know, throw dirt on him. For no apparent reason whatsoever. Like, how do you... You know more than you are leading to believe. So, again, that's why I think 
she knows, again, my theory of she knows Val and or Elena. That's how she knows Natasha's name. And that's how, again, what? If you're a normal, like if you're just a normal like person in that universe, you might know you might know Natasha's name, but maybe you know her more as Black Widow, right? Yeah, you know Black Widow. You might not know her real name. So I just it just and then to again, how she said it like she know she knows that like he he has something to do with her death. Like that's that's the the vibe I got when she said that line. I don't know, but I don't know how if you felt that way, but I, that's how I felt. So it's like you again, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Because yeah, you're sus. There's is definitely sus. There's definitely something off about her. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. So but she's playing it well. Oh, I'm enjoying watching yeah. her Ooh, yeah. like slink around her gigantic penthouse in her long dresses and her flowy clothing for no reason. <laughs> Right, right, right. It, she's playing it very, very well. Very well. Very well. Okay, so let's, I want to move to Maya Lopez because up top, she's my one of my new favorite characters. You know, sh- her introduction, that flashback of her as a young kid was chef's kiss. I loved it. It was perfect. Her dad being killed by Ronan? Question mark. Who was playing Ronan at that time, though? Was it Clint? Like, here's my thing. How did Clint get the suit? Was it something that he had? Did he make? Or did someone pass it down to him? Let's talk about that for a second, because I think maybe Clint is part of a, you know, uh, the dread, the Pirate Roberts guy. You pass it down, right? (laughs) Like, you you pass down the name. Because, again, like, how do you not say that he doesn't can't make a suit but like where'd you get the suit kid yeah that's sus to me so like come on clint where are you getting your where are you getting your gear where'd you get that dope sword that apparently collapse collapses in yes that's a very cool sword right so like where are you getting that gear bro so to me i wonder if that was maybe the person that was playing ronin before and i wouldn't be surprised it'd be crazy if that was actually jack for some reason. I don't know why. It's a wild theory. I don't think it's going to come to fruition. But something's Obviously Jack is very good with swords. So something's up with that. For sure. He likes them a lot. Right. At the very least. Right. 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 So again. But my. Like Maya Lopez's journey of like. Obviously hating Ronan. Trying to figure out who Ronan is. Looks like she figured that out. Because Again. In the in the first well in the first episode, the track suit mafia goes into that black auction and just wants a Rolex. Which, come to find out, again my theory on this Rolex is that I think it was Clint's because his wife was able to track it down like using the signal on it or whatever. Why would Laura know know of that? I think the watch is his. And that watch could lead back to him. And maybe it's connected to Ronan in somehow. Because yeah. when when Kate goes into Maya's apartment, finds the Rolex, then there's like a list of like Clint's family's name. Maya knows who, I think Maya was playing Clint a little bit. So I think she knows that, that, that he's Ronan. I think she's maybe, again, I don't know, maybe she was just trying, wanting him to confess it or something. 
I don't know. But I think Maya knows who Clint is, in my opinion. But I think that's what the Rolex is all about. I don't know, but I don't know, but I'll, I'll get your thoughts. Hmm. So I don't think Maya knows who Clint is. I think, though, that she's she's pretty suspicious of him. Yeah, I think she's you know, very... just the way she said, like, oh, so Ronan's dead and was killed by someone else who is also dead by Black Widow. Right. You are kind of. Yeah, who you are kind of tied to, and you were there when it happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Right, super, so, super convenient. I that, right. Yeah, I think she's really suspicious. Um, and, you know, hey, she's going to use her network, too, to get to the bottom of it. Uh, you know, having, she had, it, when you're in her apartment, you don't know at the time that it's her apartment, but she had, like, a catalog of items um, and that Rolex was one of them. So it's interesting to me that, yeah, that she's trying to do her own little detective work while on the other, <laughs> on the other side, Clint and um, Kate Bishop are trying to do their own detective work. It's very, I love the way they've set it up though. Like it feels so, it just feels natural, you know? Yeah, no, it really does. Like the story's flowing really good. The introduction of Maya was great. What did you think about like her backstory and everything like that? Like what's your what was your kind of overall thoughts on Maya and like what what her character is right now? How do you feel? Yeah, no, I really like her. I mean, you said that she's one of your new favorites. Me too. I I mean, I was cheering for her as we were learning her backstory. Um it's very interesting, you know, just how of course she's tied in with with the the New York city underworld. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoy, you know, the, the dynamic between her and the guy who we see in the first episode who ends up being her translator. Um, oh yeah. Kazi. Yeah. Kazi. That's his name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, their dynamic is really nice. Um, and yeah, he's, he's like trying to like rein her in at all times. And he's the only one that can communicate with her, you know, so he's wielding, quite a bit of power um, within the organization too. So that that's really cool to really cool to watch. And then, you know, the way he was saying like, you know, your dad always cared for the the crew and like put the crew first and was, you know, trying to like get her to walk back and to just leave well enough alone and um, quit, quit obsessing, I guess, over Ronan and who he is and um, trying to find, you know, who killed her dad. Which is, a, again, it's a very, like, villain origin story, right? Parent dies, who killed him? That's kind of like her pathway. So, again, in the comics, she is very heavily connected to Kingpin. And obviously, her dad says when she's in that very in that flashback scene, you know, your uncle's going to take you home. And you don't see his face. All you see is a, a, a black suit, a very tailored black suit, kids. With a yes. with a cufflink, let's not forget yeah. that. And it was a big hand, like a big hand, and then a very hearty laugh. And it also, purposely, if you listen to when he was like approaching little Maya, the the footsteps were like the sound of the footsteps were very heavy. You, they did that on purpose to 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 let you know that this guy is is a is a big guy. He's he's not. He's not a tiny little dude. He's a big man. 
So come on, kids. It's Vincent freaking D'Onofrio. He needs to stop playing with yeah. us on Twitter. He needs to just yeah. come out and say it, man. Because he's been giving <laughs> hints about like not subtle, you know, not giving it away, but you know, when Mart when Hawkeye series started, he quote tweeted one of the tweets and was like, Oh, can't wait for this new Marvel series. Like Vinny. Vinny. <laughs> Vinny D, come on now. Let's stop playing with us. So again, it's just it's going to be it's gonna be cool because that's going to be the reveal, I think, maybe in the next episode. And then we're I think what's gonna be even more cool is the Echo series now. That's gonna lead to a hella interesting. I wonder what that's gonna be about because obviously she's kind of a villain, right? So what is that what is that show gonna be about? Her in the tracksuit? Her in Kingpin? Like what? Like is she going to like realize that revenge isn't the, the Jedi way? You know, so like what what's gonna happen? I think that show's gonna be really interesting. What what do you think about you know, because obviously we learned that the Echo series was coming at Disney Plus Day. And I yeah. wasn't aware of it. And then I was like, well, who's Echo? And then everybody's, and then we get her introduction in this show. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Give me this show. So wh- what do you think about kind of what that show could be? Or like how 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 excited are you now for it? Since we know who's yeah. in it. I mean, I'm excited for more of her. And I think, too, you know, that maybe it's a it's a heel turn moment. I don't know her from the comics. I know nothing like seeing her on the show is the first time that that I have known about this character. Um, So maybe it's a she's like you said, realizing that revenge is not everything. And maybe I need to reevaluate some of my life choices. And maybe Uncle is the bad guy, right? Yeah, that maybe Uncle is not all he's cracked up to be. And then, um, yeah, and then just kind of see where things go from there. That that would be that would be fun for me, you know. Or maybe it's just her her everyday running errands in a tracksuit. Like I don't know. I I think okay though that, that. that yeah, I mean she she's a great character. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying her a lot. But I think that more likely that it's going to be that you know there, there's she's going to have some kind of realization and then there will be a conflict with kingpin that she is going to have to be the one to resolve or um you know placate in some something's going to happen right yeah right right because again you definitely get the sense too that hawkeye knows who kingpin is because he brings him up a couple times and makes it known that he, you know, he is very power hungry. He wants to expand. You know, it's like he, it's either he knows of him or I think maybe they've come across already, maybe when he was Ronan. And that's why he knows like he's a big, you know, he called him, like he called him the the big, the big guy or whatever. So like, again, that could just be a, a phrase, right? But like, again, come on, kids. That's Kingpin. It's Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, let's go. Like, give me all that stuff. Like, it's going to be really, really interesting. And then to know that, again, it's not confirmed yet, but we're, I'm assuming, I don't want to speak for you, Katie, but I'm assuming it is going to be Vincent D'Onofrio playing Kingpin. For that to kind of come to fruition, and then, again, to go back to what Kevin 
Kevin Feige said about Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil. Ooh-wee, are we going to get a new Daredevil series with those two again? Like, oof. Please. <laughs> right? Let's Can make we it happen. Please? Let's make it happen, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. I've, I really enjoyed Daredevil. Um, and I, I just enjoy Charlie Cox, too. So, um, yeah, get please. Can we do that? Can we get them, get them back on? We can get them on Disney Plus. Let's go. <laughs> now, I think a lot of people are assuming, well, there's rumors about when he will appear. A lot of people think it's going to be actually in She-Hulk, right? Because he's a lawyer. So is she. That would make sense. I think that was probably our best possibilities to see him. Obviously, some people think he'll be in something else. I'm not going to spoil that. But <laughs> I think She-Hulk is a really good spot. It's a really good spot for him to come in as uh, as Daredevil. I think that would be just perfect. And again, Kingpin could maybe show up in She-Hulk now. So like, it's almost as like Marvel is creating, obviously, the cinematic universe that we have. And now they're creating like a TV verse, right? Where like you can play now, right? You can make like Kingpin, Daredevil, Echo, She-Hulk. Like you can really make a cool universe now with those characters. And then still keep like our main ones in the main cinematic, in the main cinematic kind of uh, storyline. And then again, some of them can maybe, you know, hop in, hop out on either or on either side. We're living in a time, kids, with Marvel. We are living in a time. In a time. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. It's good to be a Marvel fan right now, man. I mean, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Um, okay. Any last final thoughts? Any characters you want to bring up, Katie, that interest you or anything? Any and then let's go final thoughts on what we've had so far. Um, final thoughts. I really enjoyed at the end of or during episode two uh, when he was trying to get the suit back and he LARPed. <laughs> that was so much fun. Lauren and I share a LARPing moment from the Life is Strange uh, True Colors <laughs> video game. Love it. That we both it. played. Oh my God. It's fantastic. Um, fantastic. Yes. So, and it was cool at the at the, um during episode four too to see those people come back and like right kate kate has somehow brokered a deal with them to get <laughs> to get accurate arrows <laughs> that they can then turn into super souped up arrows uh so that was kind of fun um but yeah like you know i'm just i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying uh the funness of it i did make a note on one thing it was a piece of dialogue I, it, and i just my eye just caught it as it a piece of dialogue that clint said um, and I can't remember who asked him. It might've been, it might've been Kate, um, had asked him about, was he, uh, was his office in the Avenger tower? Did he live in the Avenger tower? Something like that. And he, this is an episode two and he says, no, um, Tony sold the Avenger tower a couple of years ago. So this is after the, the blip. And then after everyone is returned, which by the way, I don't know if you noticed, there's a couple of places where you can see posters, um, like support posters still for people who have been returned. Um, yes, yes. Kind of in the same, yeah. Kind of in the same way that, uh, that you saw that in uh, Falcon and winter soldier. Yep. Anyway. So was Tony 
Is that the first time that we have heard that Tony had sold Avenger Tower? Well, okay. So if you think about timeline-wise, so obviously we see Avengers Towers in the first Avengers movie. Then obviously in um, the second Avengers movie, which I'm totally blanking on um, the name of it. But again, that's Civil, Civil War, right? Well, no, no, no. Before Civil War. No, Winter Soldier. And then, no, that Captain America. I can't remember either. It's the war- Ultron. Ultron, thank you. Age of Ultron. Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Thank you. God. <laughs> so, but in Age of Ultron, obviously, they are all in Avengers Tower. So it's in between, uh, in between Age of Ultron. And then before um, Spider-Man Homecoming, because in that movie, they're moving out of it. So in between that time, that's when he must. That's right. That's when he must have sold it. Sold yeah, it I completely forgot about that. Yeah, in, in Homecoming. Because in, right, because okay. in the first movie, obviously, it gets it gets in the first Avengers movie. Obviously, we know it gets pretty beat up. He redoes yeah. it. Age of Ultron. We see that, and then. He sells it in between in between that because that's obviously like I like we like we're talking about homecoming. They move upstate. So now who would he sell that tower to? That's the question. Could it have been Wilson Fisk? Question mark. Does he own Avengers Towers now? Fisk Tower now. Just saying. Or I'll even go deeper, kids. I'll go Osborne Oscorp. Oh, gosh. Just saying. Could it be Oscorp now? Very interesting. Those are my two guesses. Those are my two guesses. I like that. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. But yeah, that was a nice little interesting line of dialogue of, no, Tony sold that, you know, a few years ago. Because obviously, right. they obviously like we're talking about, they moved upstate. So, but who did he sell it to? What did it become? We don't know that yet. So maybe we'll get that answer um, in the show. Any more final thoughts for you, my friend? Yeah, last thing, just talking about Christmas. And um, I like how they're using Christmas music in this. You know that I love the soundtracks and I love the the music. But anytime that they can mix in, like they've they mixed in Carol of, of the Bells a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, that just adds one more layer of just kind of fun and a, like a little bit of reality too to to this show so right i'm enjoying it i love it i i think yeah i think for me like i love the character depth that we're getting with clint i do i love it he just wants to go home to kids man that's all he wants he just wants to go home to his family and that's just that's cool like it's just a cool like simple premise but it like it hits yeah. home especially for him right because of what he's been through you know, right. he just wants to, he just wants his family. He got his family back. Yeah. After five exactly. years, he's got his family back. And he he's he's done. You can tell like he's 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 done. He doesn't want to do anything. So obviously no. we you and I have talked about this previously, but like we know that this is almost like a passion of the torch. That it's you know, obviously Kate's gonna become the new Hawkeye and everything like that. Some people are theorizing that Clint's going to die in this show. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just more of a passing of the torch. You know, I don't. Why they would kill Clint, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessary. No, you do that in a movie if that's going to happen. Right. Exactly. Right. If For something big like that, that has to be filmed. 
But I think he'll he's gonna pass the torch and everything like that, and she'll become the new Hawkeye. Again, does she become part of the Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers? Like, there's a lot of things they can do with these kind of upcoming, you know, newer, newer super, newer, you know, Avenger teammates. You know, so a lot of interesting stuff with the show. I think these last two episodes are gonna be really good. We're gonna get a Vincent D'Onofrio confirmation next week. We're going to get confirmation with him playing Kingpin. It's just going to be so good, kids. Like, this is going to be, I think these last two episodes are going to be bonkers. It's going to be really fun. You know, I think what what we're seeing with Clint is is really tragic and it's emotional at times. You know, that scene, I'll, I'll go back to, I think it was episode three, the scene before, after he lost the hearing aid and it broke and before they got it fixed. His son Nathaniel called and he couldn't really hear him and Kate was writing stuff down. My God. Sometimes this show is so good at like punching you with the good adventure action and then knows when to slow down and then hit you with the emotional stuff. Like it's a very good balance. I think that they have struck with this show in in those regards for me. You know, how do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, I agree. You know, the the... There's the levity piece with Christmas and then there's um, the, the banter, you know, the buddy copness of it all, uh, like you mentioned earlier. And yeah, then the then you get the hard action. You get the amazing fight choreography. You get the amazing mm. camera movements and the effects and the cool, like, slow down slow-mo so we can pull the bow right, all the way back. That you know? was cool. Um, yeah. yeah, you get, you, you're getting a little bit of everything of Marvel yeah. in this show. And it's, it's being packaged up for us in such, like, a, here, have this, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> here, here you go. Right. It's, you know, you can sit and, and just watch it and have a good time. Yeah. It's not not much you need to think about, not much you need to know on the back end either um, you know, of, of the history. People who are not super crazy Marvel friends, like my friend or Marvel fans, rather, like my friend Barry that I <laughs> mentioned a couple of episodes ago who get upset when they have to watch things on Disney Plus about Marvel. Um yeah, it, this is one of those, like, okay, just watch it. <laughs> right, and just have fun with it. Just have fun with it. Right. All right, that's it, kids. Uh, that's our breakdown of the first four episodes of Hawkeye. It's good. If you haven't watched it yet or if you're waiting to watch it, highly recommend. I think, actually, this will be a good binge watch once it's all come out. So I'll, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. Uh, week by week though is really nice because you are leaving sometimes on cliffhangers where it's like oh can't wait till next week so they're doing that very well uh in my in my opinion so katie before we bounce on out let the good people know where they can find you you can find me on twitter and twitch at penguin katie and that's katie with a y beautiful and you guys can follow me lauren romo at low knows on twitter and obviously follow us on the uh, on the Geek Broadcast at Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. We're on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the big stuff. So please, please, please subscribe, rate, review us. It really helps us get out there more. So please do that. 
And also a reminder to follow us on Twitch at Geek Bras Pod as well, because we're going to be doing some fun stuff over there very, very soon. Some watch-alongs, maybe some Hawkeye finale watch-along. Hint, hint, maybe, maybe. We're trying to get Not that too. figured out. Right. So we're, we plan on doing some fun stuff over in that space. Uh, obviously soon and then within the next year. So go follow us on there. We're going to have some fun over there. So until next time, Katie, you got something before we want to go? Yeah, I was just going to say, if anyone has any uh, recommendations of movies they might want to watch along with us, hit us up on the tweets. I have yes. access to pretty much everything, and so does Lauren. So we can, between our two accounts, some of which we share, we will we will get we will get things going for some online watch parties. We have a lot of options, kids. I'll, we'll just say that through every we have access to it all. So don't worry <laughs> if, if we can't find it, we'll find it somehow and we'll watch it. But yes. Let us know, DM us, tweet at us, let us know what you're interested in watching. Could be show, could be TV, could be whatever. Let us know. So, until next time, stay geeky, everybody. Bye.